0: what's up everyone well welcome to the down to mob overland podcast so excited to get this going uh for the past year i've wanted to do this and brian uh my buddy off from off-grid backcountry adventures has been a huge inspiration i was on his podcast um uh, you know about a year ago and it was just so much fun and i've really been wanting to integrate this in so super excited to have you on board and um Yeah, we're just going to go a little bit more in-depth. I do a lot of videos and connect with a lot of cool people, and I feel like this is a great opportunity uh, to just give you guys a little bit more who maybe are watching a video and and are like, oh, I want to know more about that. I want to learn more about that. Um, So I hope you enjoy it. This first podcast is with Brian here out uh, on the rim in Arizona. Beautiful spot that he found. Just thankful to be here and... Um, he actually is asking me a bunch of questions about living full-time on the road and just my whole experience as a nomad, um, and I think it turned out really good, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. So let me know what you guys think. Let's dive on in. We're rolling! Oh yeah! All Dude, right. we're so, here. Hold on, Brian, hold on. Yeah. Are you sure we're recording now? Yeah, but, let me see. Let's check like three times.
1: Test. Yes. Yeah. It's we, it, it's recording. It's actually they're showing the seconds going and everything.
0: All right. Yeah. Let me actually see this. All yeah. right. Visual proof. All right. Hello, everybody. We are recording. <laughs> the reason I do that is we just talked for like over an hour. It was epic. I and, forgot to hit the and, record button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs>
1: but Let me balance out this camera real quick and make sure that it looks looks uh, flat. We're gonna be doing an, a whole new series here. And look at I know. Look we're Okay, okay. Gotta navigate the dogs in here while we're doing this. But the 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 new the new like section that I wanna do on on my YouTube channel is gonna be interviewing nomads. And it's gonna be called Behind the Wheel with and the first one we're gonna do is with Phil down to Mob. So really stoked to do this. And then also too, Phil's launching a podcast, and so we're gonna turn this audio file into a full-length podcast so check the link in the video description below and that way you can subscribe to his his new podcast channel
0: what's up everyone yeah stoked to be here just uh make sure you don't use too much of the good audio so we got some good stuff for the podcast no i'm kidding brian's a master (laughs) um and i'm stoked to be starting the podcast you're a huge inspiration for that oh thanks man i mean you're the biggest one and actually the reason that it's starting now Right on. That's that's, that's good yeah. to hear.
1: It's it's fun to do, and I love like the long form conversation. You know, we you can dive into stuff a lot more so than you can with the video. Yeah. And and like the questions that some people ask, like the podcast that I host, you know, with Craig.
0: Yeah.
1: He's awesome at asking real in depth questions. I'm kind of more on the on the surface, like kind of grandiose stuff, and he gets real into the nitty gritty. So it's a great complimentary style. Oh yeah. But, but then interviewing other nomads and just like that whole experience i'm excited to do it
0: yeah it's cool i feel like everyone like a lot of the comments or things i get are people wanting to hang out with us and yeah and just kind of be there and that's how i try to make my videos feel and a lot of times we do that like we make it but at the end of the day it's all edited and this is a conversation that you know it, it's very real and we yeah i feel like we have the time uh, to, to talk about more so it's a cool platform yeah and th- how they'll both kind of intertwine is cool to have the visuals with the video and anyways i'm stoked we're always uh doing something different so. yeah and it's fun we're perched on the edge of a cliff right now
1: like literally on the edge of the the mogollon rim in arizona and we've got a killer campsite with with great cell reception, so we can work up here and crank out content going to do a bunch of live streams mm-hmm. and bunch of fun stuff. So Yeah. But but what the goal of today is and, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ask Phil a series of questions so you can get to know Phil. And it's kind of diving in a little bit deeper and letting people know, you know, what the motivation is for living this way, some of the things that you've experienced and and some other questions like that. So, so why don't we go ahead and get started. Excited
0: it. to dive in. Brian, I'll tell you too Brian said before, do you want me to show you like what I have planned and we can talk about it before and I'm like No. I'm like, let's just go for it. So I don't have any, we'll just, then, like we do everything, just kind of freestyle. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, okay, I'm stoked to messages. hear what questions you have from a, a nomad on the road for five years. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I
1: want to start out first with just kind of some some broad questions, you know, and then get into specific stuff. So first off, how, how long have you been
0: on the road? So I would say a year and a half, but I would say that on, on and off. is uh-huh. kind of how, yeah, last month or last year it was eight months full time on the road. From Arizona to the Arctic Ocean through Alaska, Canada, so much cool stuff. It felt like eight years rather than eight months. but um, And then, you know, I've had each year I've had like these big kind of reset hibernation kind of periods and a lot of it's based on the rig. Uh Um, But yeah, uh, about a year and a half. And then this year it's been maybe two or three months that I've actually been full time in this A-liner camper now, which is fun. It's great to have. It's temporary um towing a trailer is not my end goal I love the truck camper thing but like I, this is just it's fun to try different stuff and I've been embracing that a lot lately well the, com- the, the having comfort having shift pod as well oh yeah just like these different cool. options and
1: so the comfort of this and like being hard-sighted right now when this wind for those who can't tell, it's like it's crazy wind out right now. Yeah. But but we're good in here with the hard side. It's so yeah. definitely advantages with the Yeah, but too. as
0: far as to the length of time, of was full time. I feel like first three or four months, such a big learning curve. And then like I got really comfortable and I just feel like I, I feel like I've been doing it a lot longer right now. Like oh. I know what I want out of things. I can jump in and out of it a lot easier. And also with the way the world is right now, I'm so thankful to have like the skills and been to have done it last year
1: yeah 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 get your feet wet before you come out in these circumstances because it is a little bit different now as far as okay you know how do you get stuff on the road supplies when there's a lot of stores that are shut down mm-hmm. you know and how do you operate what What happens when your computer breaks like that's what I'm dealing with with this screen on the computer? Mm-hmm. just different things like that it, it complicates it a little bit more, and having the resources and the knowledge under our belt for like the
0: last year or two you know to operate yeah makes doing it those in, so much easier doing that in normal conditions, learning those things is nice learning that now would be. Be, stressful. be a little bit more stressful for sure yeah uh, why, why did you get on the road why, what prompted
1: you to start living this way
0: um a big thing was just how i felt off off road when i would go i mean i had a jeep um i've always been into racing dirt bikes and rc cars and it seems that everything i love to do that truly gave me like purpose in life and that i started businesses of down to mob was a dirt bike shop for a few years to way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And everything like that was things that brought me outside. So I thought it'd be cool to be able to do all those things right from my backyard, which was also able to change all the time. <laughs> so I brought all the toys with me um, when I first started out. And but a big thing that that got me there was the Jeep. I'd go out rock crawling with people in the Jeep. And I would love off-roading that aspect of it and the challenge of that terrain. But I'd find we'd take like 20 minute breaks and then just leave. And I'd be like, Wait, wait, wait we could like live here. Yeah. We, we can, can still, live we here can for a day. Yeah, we don't need there's nobody telling us we need to leave. <laughs> so why are we going back to our beds at home? Why don't we just bring it with us? That was really it. And then I went on a four or five day trip on the Continental Divide Trail. And after four to five, six days, I felt like a different person. I felt like stuff would happen and I'd be like, cool, I'd be more laid back and also more willing to what are we doing? Let's go. Let's go hard. Like and then fast forward to, you know, jumping into it and just traveling all up the West Coast slowly and then starting to actually speed up when we went through Canada and had the goal again to the Arctic Ocean. I mean, we put miles in and that trip taught me a lot too, just about what I wanted out of this lifestyle and that's the coolest thing is i feel like i'm just getting started Uh but i also feel like i'm confident and comfortable enough to be out by myself alone and it was actually funny i was driving here yesterday and i mean i hadn't seen anybody for 45 minutes on a trail and i'm by myself and i was like i was like wait a second you're you're uh are we are we safe? Do we have enough for this and that? Do we have recovery gear? And I was, the second I'm like, yeah, yeah, you have it all. Mm-hmm. But I just jumped into it so naturally. Again, it's been a, a month or two, and uh, yeah, it's something that feels really comfortable. But I'm also still trying a lot of things out. And if anything, I'm trying to get my setup smaller, yeah. more like like your oh, style. It's, it's a is, it's the way to go. Yeah,
1: you know, it's like after a while, you just realize. It's nice to have all those creature comforts, but it's really limiting to get to these places. Yeah, you know, we, talk, we were talking about that last night. It's like you're not going to see an RV pull back into where we're at right now. No, you won't even see a normal. It couldn't, it couldn't. It, there's no way. Yeah, I couldn't get here, and so that's the advantage of having these smaller rigs. Mm-hmm. And and that's what's interesting. Like when I was living in the corporate world, I always thought oh, I got to get that big bad rig, and now it's like I would never do that. I want something small and
0: never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love staying at these beautiful spots for days on end. But I also love. I've learned, you know, from the Canada, Alaska, like putting miles in. I love driving. Yeah. I love having a vehicle that's fun to drive, that's light, that makes you wanna turn down roads, explore, turn around and not feel like you're like beating the crap out of everything and it's you know the dodge was ten thousand five hundred pounds and it was surprisingly nimble for what it was yeah it was, I an was amazing impre- i was impressed vehicle.
1: following you when we were coming out of that campsite over there what like south of payson a little bit
0: yeah just flexing Dude, out you
1: kinda. were just you were hauling ass through that thing i'm, <laughs> like, following you. I'm like what the fuck
0: yeah <laughs> i, was, I, I was know there was ass, man. it was uh it was touchy but there were certain times and certain spots for me if the road is is smooth enough it, that thing boogieed. It was fun. Yeah, but in the same sense I'd meet up with people like in California, like my buddies Jason and Stu and they're in tundras and forerunners and rooftop tents and they're just outrunning the crap out of me. And I got down to mob on the side and I'm like, Ah, oh, come on, I'm I'm down to mob, but you know <laughs> So I wanted a vehicle that fits my lifestyle more of just mobbing like when i get off road i really do like to go fast and i want my ultimate goal is to have a vehicle that i can like race around and have everything strapped down and have good suspension and Legit, like, hey, maybe let's go, let's like hit a little bit of a jump. Let's, let's get a little crazy. I just, Dude, Duke's a hazard shit. We'll see. We're not going yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. You're we're not, not going to rule careful, it out. They
1: stay, yeah, d- make sure you tune into the channel. And m- that may be coming.
0: <laughs> I just think it'd be so cool. Like, they have the Dakar rally trucks. You've seen those trucks. Oh, yeah. Trucks? Those things are crazy. Imagine if they were built out in the back. You had to live out of them, self sustained, and you had to race. You had to do a rally for a week. Oh, so Dude. sick. Dude, that'd be, that'd be incredible. Anyways. But All right. Uh, we always go off on tangents. Yeah. I do not know what that question was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So minutes, huh? okay. yeah, but yeah we're already we jamming. Through? So <laughs> you, you were, I want to back up. You were talking about on the Alaska trip that you learned so much, like going through Canada and Alaska and about those long days of driving. What, what, what are the lessons that were, that were derived from that
0: experience? A lot of what comes to mind when you say that is like two things, like learning about myself a lot, but also learning. I was with Ashley that whole time. We met in Washington at Northwest Overland Rally clicked right away. And we're just like, let's do it. And so a lot of it was learning how to be a team and work together. And that was an amazing experience. Cause she was just, I mean, she's a heavy diesel mechanic works on ferries and stuff. And she had three like or two ex-boyfriends with the same truck. Oh. She knew way more about that truck than I did, <laughs> And I knew that the first day I met her. It's awesome. Yeah. She's like telling me the fuel system. So anyways, It was really cool to have – to just be a team like that and that was really fun to learn. Um, The other thing I learned was just about myself and I like to not plan things. Um, We were just talking about this today a ton of how when you don't have plans, your expectations are low and you're always just super excited and seem to be stoked about where you are. At the same sense though, having the plan and having the goal of getting to the Arctic Ocean – seeing that sign, seeing the tuk tuk sign, like I literally, I we pull up on that and I'm like, I was like tearing up. That's cool. And I was like, and I got this clip and Ashley like jumps in my arms and it's just like this moment that's like probably the most epic of my life. I don't know. But like, it, it was just insane. And it wasn't even, it was cool to see how it was so doable, but also so many hardships. I don't know. It was just all sorts of emotions all in one. Yeah. But yeah, overall like learning to work as a team and learning that I do ultimately want that like partner along for the ride thing. Um from being solo. That was fun. But also the just what I learned about myself and, and yeah, pushing the pushing the limits. I wanna have so the next goal the next big goal like that is really like Central South America. And I have no time frame. I do not want to do that quickly. Like, I want to do that when the time is right. Yeah. When I got a good co-pilot and we can, you know, just do it slowly Mm. and feel comfortable with income and all that. And, uh, but yeah, I I like those. It makes me want to go south more and and set these big goals um, because achieving them is just, it's insane. Like it's way better than any work goal I've ever set of like, I'm going to get promoted to this or <laughs> mm-hmm. it's way better than any of that. And the coolest thing is it all did transfer into work and just my lifestyle. It's,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, spe- speaking of work, you know, one of the questions I think that a lot of nomads get asked on a regular basis is, you know, how do you make it work financially? Mm-hmm. Like, what are your revenue streams? What, what, uh, you know, have, had, did you, were you able to put some money away in savings that that you've drawn from? Do you do side hustles, you know, cause all those things, it's different for every nomad, mm-hmm. but every nomad figures out a way to, to make it work. Yeah, you know, if you want it bad enough. Some people will say, "Okay, I ran out of money that I saved, and I'm just gonna go back to my life that was before with a new perspective," which is awesome. Right? And I,
0: I had that. I, ha- I was open to that when I started. Mm-hmm. I think you should be open to. Nobody should say, "This is my life now." Like you, you feel trapped, and that's that's not the goal of this lifestyle. You you don't ever want to feel trapped. But as far as finances, it's funny because I was a financial advisor. People that I talked to would ask me for financial advice all the time. And the advice that I was giving them was good advice. I was convinced. And I know that I, you know, anyways, I wasn't necessarily taking that advice on my own. A lot of times I wanted to tell them, cash out your 401k and go travel. Do that thing you wanted to do. You want to start a business in retirement? Start it now. Like a lot of times I couldn't really tell them. And that's why ultimately it wasn't, my heart wasn't in that career fully. Even though I still did help people, you know, save money and, have more money to retire and do the things they wanted to do um anyways when it comes down to finances and and how i actually make make money i really jumped into it with some savings from my career in finance my channel this is the funniest thing ever it got monetized the day i quit my job the day october 1st 2017 (laughs) was it that's a sign no it was 18 (laughs) that's a sign (laughs) yeah no, I, I was. I was. <laughs> uh-huh. And so there's all these things. And then, and I'm always someone who I put, I like to put work into something and then six months to a year down the line, like I put my all into it and then I see, was it worth it? And I always learn something. A lot of times, maybe it wasn't necessarily financially worth it, but I always learn a lot. So this was the same thing. I was like, I'm going to put a ton into it. I'm going to travel, do what I want to do and just try to be real and document and have fun. So YouTube has been my primary source of income. Um, I would not be on the road full time without it, but uh, I'm also finding ways to try to do, you know, have other revenue streams, but also ways that I can uh, have different content. So through Patreon, I'm doing weekly updates on stuff I just wouldn't say in my videos, mm. details that I just don't really go into because it's way less people. Um, and also I, I want to keep, you know, I feel like those are good platforms to provide that like extra layer of content for people who are, so I'm working on that a little bit. Um, the big thing this year as well was selling the Dodge Mahal. I worked mm. so hard, put all my money, about bought that thing with cash and before I quit my job, um, drove to work for a while. That was fun. That's going to be awesome. Man. Everyone's, Everyone's the, like,
1: so what, what do you got planned, Phil? No, literally <laughs> I drive
0: it in the parking lot. Everyone stares always. And I was like, ha I'm going to quit and live in this thing. You <laughs> suckers. All you are jealous. I'll do it to this day. I love
1: it. That's so, so cool.
0: um, so yeah, it's, it's always changing, but, uh, so I sold the Dodge Mahal this year and that was able to good put a good down, down payment on the gladiator. And, you know, I still, the gladiator is the only thing I really have payments on. Um, but it's just something that when you live this lifestyle, you don't have this huge mortgage and all that. It's like, that's like my mortgage payment, you know, Yeah, a few that's, hundred bucks a month for that. That's, like, that's pretty chill. And for me, the reason I went brand new truck as well and finances and all that is because I was convinced I want to do this for years to come. And I had so many issues with the Dodge and I did not want the issues. I wanted yeah. to be able to go where I wanted to go. And it, the Dodge held me back a lot, which is funny to say because I <laughs> went a lot of places yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: a, that's impressive to say that, I
0: know right yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's actually a couple of questions that I want to drive from from that answer um, but number one, you know we, we we got into YouTube first, and what inspired you to start telling your story in the video format and like how's that experience been both positive and negative? like
0: yeah. you know it's
1: kind of a twofold question really.
0: Lots of ups and downs. I think the coolest positive thing about it is that I still get just as excited about it now, if not more, as I did like the first few times that I saw that it was actually working. Um, And even so, I, I told you before, my channel, I've had it for 10 years now. I just love making GoPro videos and I'd make like these highlight reels. We'd go out dirt biking. It was mainly dirt biking mountain biking, catching the action. And then I would just love seeing my friends reactions afterwards, holding their attention, watching how, if I didn't edit the video, right, my friends wouldn't want to watch it. So for uh, eight yeah. years it was making videos that just my friends wanted to watch, but that got me prepared for the mindset. And then I got into like, and and ultimately too, I always wanted to make videos that I can watch when I'm old mm-hmm. or I I've had a lot of injuries. So when I have, you know, when I'm out with a broken whatever, which knock on wood, I mean, that doesn't really happen much anymore. I'm pretty safe now. Yeah. But uh, I have something to look back on. So that was kind of the big motivating factor. And then the whole process has been just really, really rewarding. A lot of ups and downs, mainly ups. I've been blown away with the positivity that people give back. Every once in a while, there are those negative comments and things. And um, sometimes you just... You, you don't tell the full story because you you forget that they weren't there and there's certain things you leave out and you're like oh no it wasn't like that and, yeah and you you know it's fun though it's liberating to have those for me it's it's a liberating process the YouTube thing because you put it all out there and whatever yeah yeah <laughs>
1: and it's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting because I'm sure you get it people come up and. Oh, I watch your channel and it's, it's great to get that.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the other reason too, is like, I, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't watch people on YouTube. Um, I want to say them too, real quick, live, work, wander bound for nowhere. Um, I am Jake, those three. Oh my gosh. Get the chills even saying it's like, I was so motivated to live this lifestyle because of those three and more. But, um, so I want to give back. I want to be like that too. And you, we get these comments. You know people are going out camping because they just watched the video. Not yeah. everybody. Most of them aren't. Mm-hmm. But some are, and it's amazing. And then I'll add to that last thing is people who are maybe mentally handicapped, or I'm sorry, not mentally handicapped, but if they're physically handicapped, that's what I meant to say, mm-hmm. um, and they're not able to get out to these spots, but they maybe once were and they love the outdoors, man. Those is, comments are awesome. And I had like one of my dad's friends who was like, he's passed now, and he was like at, Towards the end of his life, he was like watching a lot of my videos, and I was like, "Dude, holy cow!"
1: Like it makes you feel good. Whew.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. yeah, I remember you telling me about that last yeah. time we were hanging out. That's, so that's that's powerful. Well, yeah. I'm, so
0: all that stuff just it just keeps me going.
1: Yeah, yeah. It must it must be just a, a tremendous amount of inspiration because I would imagine getting into this when you were posting your first couple of videos of living this way, you didn't think about all the good. Uh, energy and all that stuff that would come back to you. And I'm sure it's enriched your life in ways that you never thought possible. For sure.
0: Yeah. It, it's. I've met people. I wouldn't have met you. You. You commented on my YouTube channel. Thank God. Oh yeah.
1: I was like, yeah, dude,
0: this is awesome. <laughs> that we met. And then I've met so many people through that, and had so many amazing experiences where it's like, I'm meeting someone. We're doing a video on their rig. Um, you know, they're not dumb. They know I'm doing this for a living, and this is like. Beneficial to me, and I'm super appreciative. And then they're super stoked, yeah just to be just to be able to tell their story. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's the only thing I've ever done that's genuinely and mutually beneficial for all parties involved. Mm -hmm. And and the great thing (laughs) is, I think
1: that especially, you know, I watch your videos obviously and hang out with you and stuff. And you're you're the same person all the time. And so it's cool to see that you're putting yourself out there in the authentic nature and. Cause there's a lot of there's a lot of fluff in some of the channels that you oh, watch. Yeah. It's, it's like I call
0: it. That's I, hard. That's a lot of work. See that that's work to me. Yeah. It seems way easier to be genuine.
1: Totally. I was like you're having a crappy day, you know you say it or something's challenging, something's going on, you know mm-hmm. you can say it. So I, I appreciate that about watching your mm-hmm. channel. So.
0: I'm lucky I guess that my genuine my genuineness is a lot of like I revert to positivity a lot, which maybe sometimes I I'm overly positive or like but yeah, that so well, that's good, so it though. comes Dude, naturally. Dude, the, the, in the world channel, needs that. Is, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I love about your channel. It's all good. It's a good vibe. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. So, um, you were talking about you know you obviously got rid of the Dodge Mahal this year, mm-hmm. and the Dodge Mahal was sick. I mean, when we were camping in Sedona during that snowstorm, we were inside hanging out, just chatting, and you know it was great. Uh, but you, but you obviously you wanted to downsize, so you went with the Jeep Gladiator, yeah. and, you, and you have a connection with Jeep in your past. For those that don't know, like your history mm-hmm. with Jeeps, and that's kind of how you got into rock, you rock crawling and doing yeah. those different things. And so I imagine that influenced your decision. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. And so, um like, I know you can't give away the total plans for what you've got going on, but yeah. like the overall picture, what are you planning to do with your Gladiator?
0: So the Gladiator, and that's been such a hard decision to make to sell the Dodge Mahal because. It was so perfect in so many ways. The thing that made it easy was it. It did, you know, it was a high mileage truck with a lot of abuse and a lot of. So I I put a lot of money into it. I did. I put eight grand into it before I sold it, just like right before I sold it. So I made sure it was great for the next owner, who's loving it. But now, by the way, awesome. Um, But that was tough. I mean, that was like a dream rig. People still say now you shouldn't have sold the Dodge Mahal because they see me with a stock Gladiator, but. It's so cool to have this vision that it's going to be better. And it is. It's going to be way better. It's going to be cool. It's going to be amazing. So the Gladiator, I drove a JK for four years. The JK is what got me here. That's what I was saying earlier. It made me want to live this lifestyle. And the feeling of driving a Jeep is unlike any other truck. Um, the position you're in, the solid axle – Everything from the death wobble to the <laughs> the the wind noise, all the negatives and the positives, everything together, I love it. And uh I missed that a lot in the Dodge. It felt a little too comfortable and stuff. So the Jeep, um so far we've got a worn Elite bumper and a worn Xeon 12 winch, which I just had to have a good winch and bumper because the few times I got stuck in the Dodge Mahal with everything I owned it was really scary. So super stoked to have that bumper on there. Um, and then just some standard stuff right now, working on like six, seven designs, phone mounts and all stuff, but, um, got a Magnaflow exhaust, which is sound and giving a little more power, but the big stuff is on the way. We're doing icon stage eight gladiator, uh, suspension. So it's literally going to be a carbon copy of the icon gladiator. Um, every, all the top of the line stuff they put on theirs. CDC valve shocks with remote reservoirs, so I'll be able to adjust the compression on the fly. Tune it down for slower rock crawling, tune it up for higher speeds, um, hydraulic bump stops, all that stuff. Icon wheels, 37 inch nitto trail grapplers. Uh that's another reason I went with the gladiator, is with a c- almost two to three inch lift, you can clear 37 inch tires. That's crazy. You can fit a 37-inch spare underneath. Um wow. the bigger the tire, the more axle clearance, the smaller rocks feel love big tires
1: (laughs) um especially aired down
0: (laughs) yeah now i I didn't want to go with 40s or something like that because i mean that'd be putting more stress on the axle things like that but mainly because it is an overland rig and i am living out of it so it's gonna right now the plan is um a flatbed camper and uh or flatbed with a a truck camper pop-up truck camper Mm. and that's still in development it's kind of something new to market um So there's a lot of unknowns with that, which has been kind of a tough thing when I'm editing footage of the Dodger Hall. like, Oh, it was so perfect. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to recreate a camper like that someday too. Yeah. You know, it's, I've had a lot of cool things. I've been fortunate to have a lot of cool dirt bikes and, wreck a, my first Mustang in in the first month and be able to walk away from that uh, alive. <laughs> um, yeah, at like 125 miles an hour, <laughs> jumping a curb, slamming a tree, slamming a wall, one eighty down the mob. Wall. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm not. It's like it's that's good wild. and bad. Yeah, it's wild. very real though. Down to mob, it means a lot. Like <laughs> so. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm excited about the build. I want it to be more reliable, about 3,000 pounds lighter than the Dodge and uh just be more fun to drive and so far i think think it'll be that way hellwig yeah. rear sway bar to make make up for some of the added weight but we don't want to go over the payload is a big thing and yeah. people there's a lot of skeptics that think i'm gonna snap my frame because one guy bent his frame no. with the janky build and pulling a trailer um so yeah i'm i'm excited it's probably the hardest truck I could have chose to build, but that's like a cool thing as well. It's a well, good challenge. It,
1: I mean, the stuff you've already done to it, it makes it look great. So. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'm pumped with it. All right. So totally changing gears here. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Four low. All right. Yeah, four we're low. It's been mobbing it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's crawl into this territory. <laughs> Disconnect sway bar. Yeah. All right. We're good. How How is love life on the road? Oh,
0: wow. And and how how do you meet girls living this way? So a lot of the – it's actually – Um, it's been a lot different experience than I thought it would. I didn't really try to meet anyone for a while. I actually thought, which was kind of scary. I was like, dang, I think I want to be alone for a while. Tinder, all those things. Of course you can, you can meet girls, you know, when you're you're traveling through any state and things you've, you've done that. And, uh. But the coolest thing was meeting Ashley at Northwest Overland Rally. She actually followed the channel before. So she was like, hey, Koda, like, nice <laughs> to meet you guys, which was kind of weird, but also super awesome. And uh, yeah, we hit it off. And then after Northwest Overland Rally, I was like, well, this, she's a cool chick. So we went to, oh man, we explored all over Washington. We went to ocean shores and drove on the beach and stayed with our new buddies over there, Billy Yoder home and... And uh, and Matt and oh
1: Yoderholm yeah yeah Yoder, Yoder, yeah
0: yeah that's cool dude Billy is awesome guy big motivation for me growing my mullet too but <laughs> <way>. um, <laughs> well, which well, is coming in know. nicely <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's really flowing right now with like oh, the thanks, the, uh, the the light behind you shining in from the camper yeah you know, like I see man. the locks there
0: um, but uh, where are we even going with this <laughs> oh we're talking about love, love life <laughs> oh yeah love life oh That's so funny <laughs> so. So yeah, anyways, after about a week or two, Ashley and I were like, okay, we we like each other enough to like, let's go to Alaska. And since we met, she was like wanting to go to Alaska, which was weird because I wanted to as well. Um, And it just kind of all clicked to where she moved some of her stuff in the truck. We traveled together for like three months. So we went from Washington through BC, through Yukon, Northwest Territories, uh, did the Dempster Highway, like, s- five, six hundred miles off-road to the Arctic Ocean in Tuktoyaktuk, to And that was just insane, the yeah. feeling of of getting all the way that far, especially with her and as a team. And she, you know, she did so much to help set up camp. And she was just so we – were, we were just so into it. It was fun. Um, and then after that, she came back to Washington. She had to go out on a ferry. She did, like, a 90-day job. And, um, yeah, we just – We've kind of just been doing different things since and mm-hmm. I haven't really um put much effort into that department. Uh I want to, but it's funny because I feel like I have the highest standards I've ever had right now. Mm-hmm. Like anyone talks about a girl, like, oh this girl you know I'm like, cool, does she wanna move into a truck camper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she can on the, the ground. If the result is mm, I don't know. Any like has, to, I'm like, no. Nah, we we'll yeah. tell her after that and then let me know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh No, it's, I don't know. It's just, I want a girl that's just like down to mop, man, that just wants to just see what happens, explore different things, but have big goals and make sure we do cool stuff. So we'll see what happens in that department. But that's uh, awesome, dude. So far, I've been super fortunate to have met Ashley and had our, you know, time Mm -hmm. together traveling. It was. It was just unreal honestly
1: yeah that's 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 cool yeah. um, what has been your favorite place that you've had a chance to visit so far when oh. as a nomad
0: okay I need a little a little specimen favorite cliff favorite lake favorite no um, <laughs> okay yeah let's favorite let's like see. cold spot hot spot like there's just way too many things popping in my head okay uh, favorite spot to, to stay though maybe solo I will say one spot is warm springs which in California. I don't even want to say anything else about where it is. Yeah. Plenty of people know about already, but oh my gosh. Like I did laundry there. I relaxed. I soaked in the warm springs. Oh, hot like, springs are the best. Man. And there was this view of, you know, snowy mountains and I'm, I'm all comfy in my tube in the water. And <laughs> um, so I've really loved that. I really loved kayaking lakes. There was a few lakes we brought our in, in BC and there was one lake that we camped at in BC that, was so low and so such clear water you could see the bottom it was like you were flying it was like you're floating over all this stuff wow um that was in bc you said yeah i really loved that and then the glaciers and we camped at some glaciers and stopped by some of those and huge ice caves and like these icebergs calving off and floating down it's
1: Dude, like, that's wild yeah, you know, you look at that and you experience that firsthand, and it moves you. Mm-hmm. Like it changes your perspectives. I think, you know, you start you start thinking about stuff, and you. When I see stuff like that, I start thinking about. And I don't mean to sound like eco.
0: No, no, crazy, but what I was start I thinking, thinking about the environment, saying. dude. People, we were up there, and you know, people always talk about oh, the icebergs are melting, and you're down in Arizona, and you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah, you go up there, it's happening. They were talking like, we heard, uh, we talked to a gal. I can't remember if it was a visitor center or where it was, but she was official. And, uh, <laughs> she was like, yeah, we're having lots of flooding in the area because these icebergs are melting. It's way hotter than here than normal. We know you're loving the weather. as like tourists, mm-hmm. but
1: yeah, this, this happening. is happening. Like shit, yeah. it's
0: flooding and it's, so yeah, it's no, it, it's the, the climate up there is changing a lot. The oh. Tuktoyaktuk, like they move that town back. Like I think he said every five, 10 years or something. Really? The, yeah. Cause it's, the ocean's like encroaching on. Dang, I, I didn't know that. Keep moving it back. Wow. It might be fifteen, twenty years. I don't know. But still,
1: that's but, but the fact they have to move it is. Crazy. Yeah, it's not every hundred
0: years, you know. It's, mm. They have to like consider moving it.
1: So, see <laughs> so, yeah, what you're doing over there? You're sitting in the sun. That's why you're hot. Come on over here. <laughs> She's like, I'm hot. I'm
0: like, I'm going to move. <laughs> <laughs> She'll figure it out. The dogs are the best. Oh man. yeah, we were awesome. just talking about that today. How they wake up in the morning. It's them seeing all these new spots. <sighs>
1: It's it adds so much to it. Yeah, and then just the stoke level from the dogs are amazing, and the freedom they have too. Yeah.
0: We have freedom; they have freedom.
1: Too. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, talking about seeing that stuff firsthand, you know, you, you witness these areas change, or, or or you see what's happening with the impacts of like you know man made problems mm-hmm. and the stresses that we put on the environment. We're seeing all the recovery now with the people not going outside. But you know, so that's one perspective change. But you know, living this way, I think there's a bunch of perspectives that change when you come from where we were at before. Because you were essentially you're a financial advisor, but you're also a salesperson. Like you saw one ideas. Yeah. I you know? think I
0: I'll I do not think I'll ever not really be a salesman. Yeah. I'm that's part of me. I love if I believe in something, I love I want other people to believe in it too. Yeah. And not, an, an, it, in a good in a fun
1: way, hopefully. Yeah, totally. You're energetic in that in that regard. You know? yeah. and you say stuff like it's like useful stuff as well. But but you know, that well, that's mind, good. That, that's yeah, good. that's good. <laughs> but but the mindset <laughs> that you have in the corporate world and then the mindset that is out here, in my opinion, are two completely parallel different mindsets so how how has this experience so far changed your perceptions from when you first hit the road to now and it could be anything from
0: conservation to whatever man perspective is so important um and that i think that's one of the biggest things that does change when you drive when you like when you overland you drive through all these different areas and you see the small towns and the big towns and you feel out like people and how people are. And I'm sure you could agree that people in smaller towns seem to be happier. Mm-hmm. I, I just, <laughs> More just, genuine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's not always the case. Like some small towns, they got a lot of drunks or they got this or that. But True. for the most part, um, yeah, you see that disconnect from society. And these people have less. And it. It's crazy to – like being a financial advisor too, my perspective in those times of success. Um, I actually made a video at the beginning of the year, which I was kind of maybe a little bit high on the whole like beginning of the year goals thing. and I was like redefining success in 2020 and I'm like, okay, Like pull it back, Phil. Like you're not a motivational speaker necessarily. But anyways, um, I still believe in everything I said in that video, which is like success is like – it doesn't matter what anybody else's definition of it is. You need to define it for yourself. And, and it's hard because everyone comes from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, everyone grows up in a different spot, you know, but when you travel, you, you get to see, you get to talk to these different people, what they've been through, um, perspective. Like we, we talked to Inuits that were, you know, there when the Dempster highway was built in 2018. And they, you know, get to see the differences of these travelers coming through and what it means. And you have no choice but to put yourself in their shoes and, and see what that might feel like. Yeah. And that leaves an impact. You don't have to try. It just does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you travel, you, you're you going to meet people. Like, it's just that's one of the most fun things. And and one thing, too, that I went to say about the whole dating thing. Oh, man, you go into a bar or something. <laughs> No big deal. Like I've met girls and been like, Hey yeah, what's up? Like, oh what do you, oh, what do, you do? And they're like, well, whatever, blah, blah blah and what do you do? And I'm like, Oh I I just make videos, I just travel. Yeah. I just came from wherever. I'm I'm gonna go wherever tomorrow. And they they always have so you know? many follow up questions. <laughs> and they're always like what and they're always like just blown away and it's just mm-hmm. it's fun to have stuff to talk about you always I feel like sometimes when I'm really in my full travel mode I have too much to talk about yeah I'll I, call people back home and it's hard to like convey everything like yeah. I feel like I don't know yeah it's like hard to put into words how's the trip been first of all a trip it's like a lifestyle of all, like <laughs> exactly. how's it been what's it's incredible, but it's also terrible sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> Like there are some – and that's the fun thing is you learn so much from breaking down. And I'll never forget, and I still have yet to put this in the video. We had, we had a flat on the dumpster. I'll make the short story short. Long, st- long story short, the everyone was helping with it. The lugs didn't end up getting fully tightened. And that wheel came off going 50 miles an hour down the highway. And I was literally just like – what the? I literally got out and was looking. I was just like this. I was like, "Well, all right, let's roll it back up. Let's okay. go find the wheel. Let's start with that." And then before I knew it, somebody had pulled up and was like, "Yeah, my husband's a mechanic." I was like, "We really could use his help." And he, this is like midnight. They're like, "Oh, he's out fishing. We'll go get him." He went <laughs> to That's the so junkyard. Awesome. <laughs> He went and get parts from the junkyard. Three a.m. gets this whole thing done in three hours. Wow. In the middle of nowhere in Inuvik. Wow. Yeah. It blew my mind. So, perspective, like faith in humanity. If that had happened where I grew up, you know, which was a nice area of Arizona, mm-hmm. you, okay, it did, it literally did happen. Maybe this was two, or three months ago. My buddy broke down and we towed him off the side. We were living, we were getting passed by Ferraris and, and, uh, aston martins and bmws nobody is gonna stop you could be there for like weeks nobody's gonna stop wow (laughs) and you're up there in the middle of
1: nowhere and dude does stop drops drops fishing in the middle of the night that's a good person yeah you know what
0: (laughs) that guy is successful that guy has something to offer that guy so my perspective he's you know what i mean it's like i don't know it's just it gets so shaken up, I almost don't even know how to answer the, some of the questions like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I,
1: I, I would imagine it's, you know, everybody I talk to that lives this way, I don't think we ever plan for the perspective change to be the most impactful part of this. Because, no, I mean, look at where is. we're at. You know, and you come to see us and you're like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But it almost pales in comparison to the, to the basic change that you have as far as your all of your perspective shift yeah and i feel like it shifts towards more of a simple lifestyle and then you start looking at things more simply and then your mind opens up because you're not preoccupied with worry worrying Mm -hmm. about whatever Mm -hmm. that we used to worry about before and it's like it boils down life to really simple basics and then you're like you're happy because you're like it's easy to cover
0: yeah like i forgot my power cord for this trip so i can't run my water pump to get my 12 gallons of water that i filled so literally right away I I didn't get mad. I didn't anything right away. I was like, well, I do have this big old drink tanks jug and I can go outside and hit the drain and I'll just fill the jug up. And I was like, cool. Thankful to have water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't care at all. I wasn't beating myself up that I didn't bring the plug. Usually I do that. Usually I beat myself up. I'm I'm my own worst critic. But when Mm. I'm out here, I'm easier on myself. I'm easier on other people. Yeah. It was different. I don't know what quite it is I don't think I'll ever fully know I just I don't know I know yeah, I, I know it's what happens
1: <laughs> I totally agree I feel like this environment makes it easier to to deal with those challenges because you're not already on on edge from whatever yeah because there's no edge out here. No. You know, it's like it's all except for that another. cliff. Yeah. Twenty
0: feet away, and that's seriously legit. That's the only. And and, and, and
1: your jeep is like kind of all on the ledge, like
0: kind of leaning over it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's like, crazy, man. Yeah, it it literally shifted a little bit when I was coming in. I was like, oh, that's fun. And <laughs> I got out. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm a little bit too comfortable in yeah. a jeep sometimes. That,
1: <laughs> that drop off is legit. Yeah. yeah. So all right, let's see. What other that's questions awesome, do man. I have? Oh, you know, um a lot of people ask the, like. What, what should I – I want to get on the road. What should I do yeah. you know, and all that stuff. And so if, if you were to have someone pose that question to you, whether it's truck camping or van life or just generally speaking, nomad yeah. life, what would be – you would say the number one
0: advice that you would give them to, yeah. to, to at least start the process? So I think the biggest advice is like think about why you want to do it and what you want to do. So like for me, why I want to do it is like I like being outdoors and what do I want to do? I need four wheel drive for what I want to do, so I was like, okay, I can't. That rules out a lot of things immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you focus on like why you want to do it, what you want to do, um, and just stay true to that, make sure like it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. It doesn't matter that people have these comfortable school bus conversions. That trust me, I look out on Instagram and I'm like, damn, I could be living in that. Oh, oh, it's tempting. It's tempting. <laughs> yeah, but I know that's not what I want. So and but you don't you don't know that starting out. Mm -hmm. So the really biggest advice, which a lot of people do say, so it is kind of cliche, but is to just put time in, get out there, and use whatever it is like. So here's a great example: if you built a hundred thousand, if you had the funds, you built a hundred thousand dollar truck camper. I'm gonna live full time in it. Mm -hmm. You got a lot more pressure on you to have a good time than you do if you got twenty grand in your setup. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Take the pressure off. Don't, don't like, you don't have to have the perfect rig right away. And I say this because I did have a pretty perfect rig right away. Yeah. And I can, I can say that it was a big part of it, but it also, there was plenty of drawbacks with that rig. And there was, I still learned what I wanted out of that. And if it would have been, you know, it could have been half of what it was, and I probably would have learned the same lesson. Mm-hmm. So to start out, just get, like if if people have these grand plans of doing something in a couple years, I say cut that. Yeah. Get out there in a few months. Um, you know, everyone has their own balance, but uh, yeah, just figure out what you truly want and then test it, and and self-test it, self-reflect, and like it's funny because I share all this with everyone, but it's it doesn't matter what they think. I love what they think, hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it it doesn't matter. It's what I want. So make sure, just stay true to what you want. And your family, people might say you're crazy for wanting that, but you figure it out. You'll figure out if you're crazy. Yeah. If you actually do it. And you'll figure it out sooner, the sooner you go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why I tell people, too. I just encourage them to make the jump now. And and even if you can't do it on a full-time basis, a part-time basis is great, too.
0: Yeah, and it's so cliche. Like, it's seriously the most common advice I've heard, but... I really think it's the most important thing. And to make sure though, I, I always add that the why. Like why you're doing this and, and what where you want to go. And mm-hmm. for example, okay, you want to go see your friends, for example, too in other states. Do you want to be able to fit in their parking lot? Do you want to be able or do you want to have like this huge RV that you're like, well, what do I do with this? Yeah, I have
1: plans for it. Yeah.
0: I like to adapt to any scenario. Uh, that, that, that's what I love about it too, is the flexibility. Yeah. You know.
1: You really can go anywhere.
0: That's what the Jeep I wanted to adapt to even more. You know, mm-hmm. be able to go faster, and further, lighter, that's gonna be further, so awesome. stronger. <laughs> we will build it into like an be adventure built. vehicle. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn so much from this, and I'm probably gonna build. I want to build another rig in a couple of years, but I do want to keep the Jeep too. I was telling you earlier, I'd love to have two vehicles, uh, a garage where I could store them, hibernate for a couple months out of the year, um maybe even swap back and forth. I don't know, but that's. I'm just thankful to be doing what I'm doing though, And I'm thankful to be in this trailer. I don't have the Jeep built. It's not the dream rig that we're talking about yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. I'm just thankful to be out here, like, having the time. It's, it's really the best thing about it. Nice, man. Yeah. Well, dude, I love hanging out with you. Every time we get together, it's a blast. <laughs> dude, it, it is. It's always inspiring. And isn't it so, wait, is this the fourth time that we've, like, ever hung out? This is the I think third it's, or
1: fourth. I think it's the fourth.
0: Yeah, because we did twice, which in, is insane to me. Yeah. last time the video we did got over a million views, which is nuts, insane.
1: That's six months ago.
0: Yeah, super humbling to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think it's fun. It's we've got we have so much. We have a very like similar background in a sense. You were like a lot longer in the whole corporate thing, and mm-hmm. but we have a very similar mindset with that, and also what we want out of the rigs and all that. it's yeah. interesting.
1: That's fun. Yeah, it's fun how living this way, the people that you meet, like we we would have never come into contact had it not been for this lifestyle. But the other people that you meet that live this way, it's fun to meet up with them and just have that same nomad They're vibe. They're so
0: similar. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different people, but there's a there, there's a there's a it's fun. To hear there's a common story. theme, you know? and that's what I love about doing the videos. I love telling people stories. That's the biggest bummer right now with uh, everyone social distancing and all that, not mm-hmm. wanting to meet up as much and all that so i feel like sending a message like hey let's do a rig walkthrough is like irresponsible or whatever yeah
1: we yeah, can debate like, that all to, day uh, but yeah.
0: you know it's just a uh, frown upon or whatever so i can't wait to get back to that where it's acceptable to just be doing videos with different people like every week
1: yeah yeah definitely telling people's story love that well cool man well that's all i have for today is there anything else that you want to add i mean i know this is like the first episode so i know you you've got a you got a second one already teed up. Yeah.
0: So the second episode in the podcast, um, uh, talking with uh, my buddy from Bison Overland, they're a new truck camper company. And I, I just really like to feature people who I, I don't know, I just feel like are, are kind of up and coming and also like just putting out good products and they're using arctic turn windows and anyways yada yada we talk about his campers why he's building them his background which is in jeeps as well which is cool and uh just kind of go through that process of uh of him starting this this new camper company so that'll be the second podcast after that yeah i want to have as many guests as possible um i want to talk about the jeep build a little bit uh i think it'll be a great a great platform to go into really crazy details. Cause I could sit here and go into some pretty crazy details about the Jeep build that might not fit in a full video. Yeah. Uh, but also just, yeah, giving you in depth, look into my head and my lifestyle and, and where we're at. And Sweet. I'm excited with the podcast and, and just everything that's going on. So. Cool, it's going to be a good year. We're going to push it. do a lot Shoot. of different fun stuff. Shoot, man. It's, it's already kid. been a great year. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: if your year is anything like last year, you're going to crush it again. So. Yeah. Well, you too, man. Oh, we'll thanks. keep motivating each other. <laughs> hey, Nomad Powers Unite. <laughs> 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 all right, dude. Heck yeah, man. Okay, all, all right, thanks, thanks again. All <laughs> right, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and sign off now. And uh, yeah, be sure to tune in. Subscribe at the button below. And uh tune into Phil's podcast and we'll see you on the next one.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here, Brian, for the first podcast. Make sure to check out Brian's podcast too. Um Nomad Ramblings. Nomad <laughs> Ramblings, there we go. I was like, wait, what did, what did you call it? It's a whole different thing than off-grid back your days.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, it's oh, fun. So yeah, anyway, and we're we're gonna be kicking out a bunch more content here. So so stay tuned for more stuff. See you guys. Question is, are you down to mob? Woo!
0: Ow! <laughs>